As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. In my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, that is my life right now. Like, it's not what I want it to be. It's like falling off the oxen, you know, like it's going off route. I need to reach out my hands and fix it and steady it. And I just heard God say like, no, hands off. Keep your hands off. Stop manipulating situations. Stop trying to do my work. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, today we have what I feel like is a really special episode. I recently got to chat with Rebecca Smith from Better Life Bags. She also just wrote a book that came out called A Better Life. And this book just hit me. There were so many things that felt really applicable to my life right now, especially on having to wait for things and how that looks like and what God is asking of us when we are called to stand down from pursuing things that we want to pursue and what this life even looks like in quarantine. We had an amazing conversation of how it impacts small businesses and how her business is being impacted. It just felt very personal. Plus, it was a lot of fun because Rebecca is a hoot and we actually have a friend in common, which we will talk about more in this episode. So I hope that you really enjoy today's show. I also wanted to mention that that special that we were running for April in the Patreon community, we have extended through the month of May. And so if you want to get in there and be able to get any of the digital resources that we offer up to the $15 loveliest level, you can actually get access to those by signing up for just the $5 level. That is a ton of community to be able to access, which is really our main thing that we want for all of you right now, because it is such a hard, isolating time. And so if you want to come over there, get to be a part of the community, join in our different different flower therapy clubs that are both sourdough and flowers related. We have book clubs going on. There is so much happening in the Patreon community that I think you will be able to find some way to be able to plug in and chat with other ladies, be a part of our live morning shows. It is such a life-giving community. I don't know how I would have gotten through the pandemic so far if it weren't for these amazing ladies. And we would love to welcome you into that community with open arms. So just come over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. There are so many different resources and opportunities and we would love to have you join us. We also just want to put a little plug out there that if you happen to own a business that would like to sponsor the podcast, we would love to chat with you, show you the different opportunities that we have for sponsorship for the podcast and get you involved with the show in that way if you are a small business owner. If that is of interest to you, I would love if you would slide into my DMs on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa and I would just love to connect with you on Instagram anyway if you are not even interested in sponsoring the show because it is one of my favorite places to be. So find me at Mackenzie Coppa and let's chat and follow my stories and it's going to be so much fun. All right, let's get on with today's episode with Rebecca Smith. Welcome, Rebecca. 
Hi, how are you? I am good. It's my birthday on the day that we are recording this, which I was so tickled that you knew. <laughs> yeah, I stalked you on Instagram before hopping on. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. I am so excited. Like, I couldn't think of a more fun person to get to celebrate my birthday with and get to chat with you today. So, Aww, I'm thanks. so excited to have you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, for sure. I'm really excited. Okay, for people who don't know who you are, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Yes. So my name is Rebecca Smith, and I'm married to my husband, Neil. We have four kids ranging from 10 all the way down to one. Um, We live in a little city that's only two square miles big um, called Hamtramck, but it's surrounded by Detroit. So basically, we're like an urban city that just happens to be super small. Um, Very diverse. Lots of like immigrants um, from tons of different countries are here, uh, live here. And we run and operate a little handbag company, custom handbag company called Better Life Bags since we are on year 11 of doing Dang. that. Crazy. That is longer than I thought it was. Holy Yeah. Man. Yeah. It was, I mean, 11 years ago, it was a tiny little Etsy hobby. So I'm not yeah. sure I would have called it like a business then, yeah. but yeah, I would say eight years of it being like a full blown, this is what I do type business. So yeah. And you guys, if you have not gone and checked out her bags, I have been drooling over them for years. They are so beautiful, so much fun. They're just, yeah, they're amazing. Oh, thank you. They're, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun to run. I never thought I'd be running a business, but you know what? How many times do we say that about things in our life, right? Right. (laughs) Oh, do I feel that (laughs) for (laughs) sure. Yeah. But yeah, I just love how like unique they are. And I'm excited today to kind of go into how you got where you are and talk about your brand new book, A Better Life. And I think it's a really interesting topic because your, your subtitle is slowing down to get ahead. (laughs) A lot of people have been forced to do. I feel like I have not been slowing down because I've like have more work to do than ever now, like homeschooling my children again and that kind of thing. But it's still, I think, a topic that's on a lot of people's minds. And I've seen a lot of books where they've come across my desk and I thought, well, God knew what he was doing when he made that come out in the middle of a pandemic. Right. I know. I know. Isn't, I mean, it's just so interesting to me how that all came into being. Right. Yeah. It's like if we weren't sure before that God is in control and like has a plan, like, you know, yeah. 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 He sends little things like that. I know, like books called like Slow has come out and like Suffer Strong has come Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Like, or even um, Melanie Schenkel's new book, On the Bright Side, like looking for the good things. Like, you're going to have to work extra hard to do that right now, but we need to in order to survive. So, here's what we need to do then is we need to look at what books are coming out in like six months from now to try to figure out what type of world are we going to be experiencing. Hopefully, it's all about like celebration. (laughs) Or or we need to start writing those books to come out. Yes. We're going to shape the future here a little bit. (laughs) Everything's wonderful. That's the book that we need to have. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. The best year of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need to have. Yes, totally. Totally. Okay. And I did mention this when we were talking before we started recording, but we have a mutual friend, Emily Thomas, and you are regularly on her podcast. And if people have not gone and listened to your episodes you call it problem solved right yes we do yes it is hilarious the two of you (laughs) together I mean I have a feeling I mean I know more of Emily obviously but I think on your own probably you're both hilarious anyway but then like the both of you together is a mess So would you explain just like what you guys do with problem solved? For sure. So we try to solve all the world's problems in under an hour and none of us, neither of us really know how to actually do that. So it just turns, we, we, we have a typical fee, like a, a theme or a topic for the episode and we ask 
for people to send in their problems that they have around that topic. And then we just give our life advice. And usually it's pretty disastrous. And um, it's all taken with a grain of salt because we're not actually solving anyone's problems. But more just letting you all know that we're in the struggle with you like Mm -hmm. totally (laughs) yeah it's been so fun Emily yeah she's really why I wanted to do it is because my favorite parts of her podcasts are when she talks by herself Mm -hmm. I think she's hilarious and so I was like I need to get on somehow where I can get her just like just to talk more because I just I love it so much so I think that's how it started about three years ago we we do monthly episodes called problem solved it's so much fun so yes Emily is just like hilarious I'm so glad you got her talking and for people who haven't watched it just or listened to it just to listen to your guys intro song is, <laughs> is worth every every second it's where she so compares funny. me to Marilyn Manson and her to Taylor Swift I'm like eh. that stemmed from an episode we did about personality tests yeah. and we like took personality tests and apparently I have the same personality as Marilyn Manson it's so funny she has the same one as Taylor Swift but I now, like to bring that up and rub it in her face yeah <laughs> did Songfinch create that yes for you guys okay mm-hmm. I was wondering because Songfinch did a song for my kids and they sponsored the podcast a few years ago and it was so good I was so impressed and like all the little things that they fit in there yes so I I've always wondered I thought that was super fun so yes yeah yes it was okay so you've built this business you have this really fun you know segment on Emily's podcast which is mom struggling well by the way, is that what it's still called? She changed it a few times. Yes, she went back to mom struggling well, okay. back to her true roots. Yes, <laughs> so people are looking to find that. You can find it mom struggling well. Um, but then you decide to write a book. So how yes. did the book come to be? Man, yeah. So I have always loved writing. I think in college, I started my first online journal when it was called like Live Journal and Zanga. I don't yeah. know. I know I feel like way back before yeah. it was called a blog yeah. um which I can't find those anymore I've like dug around and tried to find I'd love to read what I what I like know. Co- college me wrote about on the internet <laughs> I still have my blogs up that I did that were like on blogger and oh, I'm yeah. always so afraid that they're gonna disappear because yeah like I did one for my son my second son every week of his first year I did I was going to say podcast episode. No, incorrect. (laughs) A blog post. And like I did these amazing like cakes for my kids' birthdays. And like I don't have pictures of those anywhere else. I probably need to like make sure I I have those somewhere before, you know, blogger disappears. Yeah. Oh, that's so special to look back on. I know. I've always loved like documenting life and like writing. Mm -hmm. And I've had a hunch that a book would be in my future at some point, but yeah. um, I thought it would more be 10 years from now when yeah. maybe the business is done. I knew God was writing this really cool story with the business and the way that he grew it and the people that he brought um, and our mission. I knew that it was something interesting, but I thought I would write it when it was all over and done. And I knew all the wisdom and I could pass it all along in this nice, tidy little package. And um, so I wasn't actively, you know, trying to find a publisher or writing book proposals or any of that. Um, So Zondervan actually approached me two summers ago now and um, their name came across or my name came across their desk in the story. And they're like, have you ever thought about writing it down? I was like, yes, actually (laughs) I have. I just, I knew I wasn't in a season of life where I could, you know, write the book and then shop it around to publishers. It just, I was just, I was too busy. You know, I was pregnant with our fourth. We were running this business, but I was like, okay, God, I guess you want me to write this book now because you've brought somebody to my doorstep who like wants to publish it. That's pretty obvious to me that this might be, um, the time to do it. So spent the next year, um, writing and then turned the manuscript in last May. Um, so it's been almost a year that it's been yeah. done and I can't believe we're like 19 days from it, uh, from the time of us recording of yeah. this coming out into the world. So 
So yeah, it's very like memoir. There's, it's definitely story driven, but it has every chapter is just a life lesson um, that I've learned through life, through the business um, and things that we can apply that really help us to, um, it sounds cheesy, like make our life better. But really what I mean by that is um, see the life that God has given us as good because Mm -hmm. he plans good things for us. So even if what we're going through is hard and not what we would have picked, like God does things for, for good, you know, Mm -hmm. all things work together for good. It doesn't just say like all good things work together for good, like all things God uses um, for good for those who love him. And so, so yeah, so yeah, a better life is coming. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's always so crazy to hear like how long it really takes to get a book done. I think that's a really good, like just check for people who think like oh the book just kind of shows up but like all the the work that goes into it and the backstory and I love when I hear from people how like God so clearly said this is the time to write your book because they get approached yeah yeah that's just such a special thing to have happen and I I love your writing style from what I've read um I I like how conversational you are. It's a very readable book. And I, especially, you know, I'm a single mom. It's an interesting time, especially in quarantine for prospects of dating. Yes. (laughs) And so your chapter all about like meeting your husband and the early days of online dating. Yeah. Oh my word. I was laughing so hard. (laughs) And when you were saying like, oh no, if I meet somebody this way, I would always have to tell people I met them online. Yeah. That that is still a real fear. I'm sure. Even today, let me tell you. I know. How it's, I mean, and it's become so much more mainstream stream and in a lot of ways it's like well how how else do you meet people true now you know especially now that we're in quarantine but I mean even before that it was like I'm a work at home mom right (laughs) where do I meet people right yeah I know it was just it was so sweet the way you talk about it and hilarious and but it was also like such a good check for me because you you allowed time to be so prevalent in that whole story and when you said I can't remember the word that you said now the phrase that you used like stand down Mm, like mm -hmm. when you had to stand down and wait on God and not force the relationship I thought that was so admirable how you did that oh thanks I feel like I was a little bit forced into it yeah yeah But it's true. I think um, whether it's dating, whether it's a dream that we have, something that we want to do, we often can go after it pretty hard a lot of mm-hmm. times. And um, I definitely wanted to be married and have kids. And I was super bummed that I graduated college and like did not have a ring on my finger. And I felt like it was not the plan. And um, so I was trying real hard to get to like find to get that, that plan back on path. And, um, online dating was part of that. Uh, you know, it felt like the quickest, easiest way to do that. And, um, but even when, when I had Neil and this prospect and this guy that I thought I could marry, it still got taken away from me. Like he, yeah. um, Neil d- broke up with me one day, like after we had met and we, I knew he had already bought the ring. Like yeah. we were well into this and he broke up and was like, I actually, I, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be married. And I was like, what, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. You need to figure that out. Yeah. And, um, so even when I felt like, oh, I finally got my plans back on track that God took it away. And, um, in that moment I felt like, okay, let me, I had all these thoughts. Let me hop back on. Let me like get back on the online dating scene or let me rush back to Neil and convince him that like he is supposed to be married and I am supposed to be the one that he marries. Those were like two things I felt like I could do to kind of Mm -hmm. get my, my dream back on track. Um, and I really, I read, 
this Bible, this Old Testament Bible verse that like had nothing to do with dating, but you know, like it was God, they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant on the back of a, of donkeys or oxen or some, some animal that's wobbly. And God had instructed his people like, do not touch the Ark of the Covenant or you will die. And then the ox starts to wobble. And what is anyone's natural reaction when like, everything seems to be falling. You're going to reach out and you're going to touch it and you're going to steady it. But they had been told not to touch it. Um, Even if things wobble, I guess, you know, and so they touched the ark and they were like immediately struck down. And for some reason, when I read that in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, that is my life right now. Like it's, it's not what I want it to be. It's like, falling off the oxen you know like it's going off route I need to reach out my hands and fix it and steady it and I just heard God say like no like hands off keep your hands off like stop manipulating situations stop yeah stop trying to do my work like I keep stand down girl (laughs) keep your hands off so I think that was when I learned that lesson but so true throughout my whole Mm -hmm. life um, I'm a fixer, you know, like I want it to be, I want to fix it and I can't a lot of the time. So, well, and we like to know what's coming. Like we sure. like to have an idea of like, okay, I don't have to worry about this anymore because I know this is coming up or this is the path we're on or, and when that all gets evaporated, that leaves you in just such a vulnerable position. I mean, I know over the last couple of years for me, even as I was going through a very difficult divorce Mm -hmm. and, you know, when I left, I thought this will be done in six months. Yeah. Well, two and a half years later, it Mm -hmm. finally wrapped up, you know, and it was that having to really live in that place of, I don't know when the the end to this is how things are going to wrap up what even will be the the final scenario when will I have my kids with me well you know like I mean there were so many things that were up in the air that you want to be able to fix and end quickly and like just give in on things so you can just get that part done and get on to the next the next piece of your life. I mean, I kind of was like a serial person for doing that. I graduated high school a year early because I was just like, oh, I could wrap this up and move on to college. Let's get on to the next part of our life. Like, for sure. Was that way. And I felt like this was God telling me like, you got to learn to sit in this with me mm-hmm. and let me do it. And and even now there are things, even though I've been through that, I feel like, ah, I learned that lesson. I'm good to go. Like, oh no. You're oh my not. gosh. Like I... It's, it's so, it's something we have to keep dealing with, I think over and over again throughout our lives. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I actually have um, a chapter. You could even skip ahead to it at the end called cherish today, mm-hmm. um, where it says, stop wishing for the next season of life and start living today's. And it t- like, it starts off with exactly what you said. When we graduate high school, people say, where are you going to college? Yeah. Then we someone in college like when are you getting married then we get married and they're like when are you having kids and then you have one kid and they're like are you gonna have more Mm -hmm. and like all those things are great things and like uh, the natural tendency those are things we're looking forward to so we're always like when is this going to come when is this going to come but a lot of times like you said we want the next thing because where we are is hard and hurts and like we just want to get out of it and so I think but any of those situations Um, Like even this pandemic, like we're like, when is it going to be, when is this, when can we leave our homes? You know, like when can we see family? And I think the lesson in all of that, like you said, is we, is cherishing today. Like these are the days that we're living good or bad, hard or hurtful. I think 10 years from now, we're going to look back and be, and say like, oh, I felt the closest to God in that time. Like, I, I needed him so much in that time. I, I wish like life is easy and I, and I wish I could feel that nearness that he, you know, that I felt in that time when I, uh, or like when our kids are grown, we're like, those were the days. Remember that time we were all quarantined together and like, they were driving me nuts, but they were home and they were here. And yeah. um, Yeah. So I think a lot of times you're right. Like we're wanting the next thing and, but we're missing in the process of that. We're missing the the gifts of today, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that we have to make that choice though, because you can even get in the middle of this pandemic and choose to ignore God. Like you can let it 
be a fulfilling time of drawing close to him or you can ignore him and not get that out of it and what a sad thing and I'm not saying we all need to be like productive and you know read the entire bible during (laughs) pandemic like that's that's not the goal I'm setting out for everybody but I do think there's a different place that we can come to when we do say okay like Jesus I don't know what's coming next I don't know when this is going to be over can you meet me here yeah he will but he wants that invitation for sure yeah I've really started looking at life as like, we don't know what's coming next. You know, there's, what is it? Six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, none of us would have guessed where we would be, you know, and that was just seven weeks. And so to me, I'm starting to view, view this life as, as, as that, like, I have no clue where this is going. I think I might have an idea of like where my life is going. I have this general direction, but God is the one that's make is making the decisions. And it's kind of an adventure for us to Mm -hmm. get to just, just walk the path that he's laid out for us and kind of experience these you know, small things, huge things, hard things, exciting things that he brings along, um, knowing that they're from him. Yeah. Well, and I think you talk about that a lot in your book of like kind of having this slow game of not trying to just rush right through everything. And I'm wondering if you could talk about like how that worked for you in your business of just kind of like plotting forward. Yeah, I um, 100% think that Better Life Bags would be much bigger than it is if I had hustled harder, if I had worked 60 hours a week, if I had gone out and tried to get investor, you know, like if I had, um, if I had wanted to go that route, I think we would be really big. But I with God decided that I wanted our company to really invest deep and well in a few women. So we hire women from our neighborhood who have um, barriers to getting a traditional job, whether that's Mm -hmm. like language barrier, education. Um, And so they work from their homes a lot of times making these bags and, um, and yeah, I, I just, I, I wanted to be a mom too, you know, like I, yeah. I wanted to go to the t-ball games and I wanted to be the one that picked my kids up from school and back when that was a thing, you know, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I was just saying the other day on Instagram, like something about a haircut, like, Oh, when, when those happened, <laughs> right. I know. So I made this decision with God that this is how far, and I have a chapter about it called manage the hustle. Like this is how far I'm willing to go. This is how far, this is where I feel like God has put my my boundary. Um, Mm -hmm. And I will go all the way up to that and I will work hard. But when I hit that boundary, whatever that is for me. So if some of them might be, I don't travel on weekends because I want to be home with my kids. Well, that means I have to say no to some speaking engagements or pop-up shops or, you know, things that could Mm -hmm. really help propel the business forward. I say no to because I hit that boundary and then I'm resting. I'm home with my family. Um, And I think that decision has to be a personal one between you know, people and God, like what, mm-hmm. what are the boundaries that he's setting for you? Like how far can you hustle? And then you have to be, you have to stop, you have to take a yeah. break. And um, I think God will reward. I mean, we, I think he rewards that, like, yeah. you know, I think he multiplies time. I think he multiplies efforts when we're honoring him and we're, um, you know, staying within the good boundaries that he's placed for us. Yeah. So. Okay, ladies, if you've listened to the show for any length of time or you followed me on Instagram, then you know I really am all about skincare. I love my makeup and my skincare choices, and I really prefer if they are as clean as possible. And that is why I'm really excited today to be talking with you about a brand new sponsor for the show, True Botanicals. These skincare products can be truly calming during these stressful times and are delivered straight to your door. Filled with natural and organic ingredients, True Botanical skin and body products give you results, which is really important to me, without the toxins, so you can feel good while you're working from home and trying to get through this crazy time. 
True Botanicals uses both the latest scientific advances and centuries-old botanical extracts to create all-natural formulas in their products, like their hydrating face cleanser, face oil for aging skin, and nutrient face mist, perfect for your at-home self-care routine. And you guys, every True Botanicals formula is made safe certified. So they are made without the 5,000 plus known toxic ingredients. But unlike most non-toxic products, True Botanicals solutions actually work to repair skin issues. They worked with researchers at leading universities, including Carnegie Mellon and Cornell, to identify nourishing botanical extracts rich in antioxidants, vitamins, and essential fatty acids to develop potent formulas that work better than leading beauty brands. True Botanicals has actually conducted three independent clinical studies, and in all three trials, True Botanicals outperformed Creme de la Mer and Proactive Products. That is really saying something, and I love that it's not only natural, but it's actually really effective, which is what I need. I'm absolutely loving their Pure Radiance Oil. I feel like it truly nourishes my skin. It moisturizes it. It makes me feel like I'm getting all the effects of a more hardcore product, but I'm having that skin renewal that I'm looking for. So whether you're looking for an effective anti-aging regimen, seeking a sensitive safe skin solution, battling pregnancy hormones, or struggling with acne-prone skin, True Botanicals has a natural formulation that will protect and nourish your skin. You've just got to try True Botanicals for yourself. You can get 15% off your first purchase at truebotanicals.com lovely. So that's 15% off your first purchase at truebotanicals.com lovely. truebotanicals.com lovely. Well, and that chapter specifically drew my eye because you you talk in the beginning of it about how it's not just necessarily hustle or don't hustle. Right. It's about creating these limits for yourself. And I thought that was such a healthy way to look at it because I think we can burn ourselves out so easily. And I know I definitely have in the past. And to say that like, no, I will allow myself to hustle, but it will only be until I hit this many words if I'm writing a book or I've spent this amount of time or like what those are just such small practical limits to set for ourselves to still allow ourselves to work hard but not have it run our lives exactly yeah and like another simple one is like how many what day will I check email you know and what how many minutes will I focus on email then it's not like if I decide I'm going to check email on Monday Wednesday Fridays well if it's Tuesday and Thursday I don't have to worry like, oh my gosh, there's so many emails. I have to answer those emails. Like I know I'm going to hustle and get those done on Wednesday. Like right now is my time to swing in the hammock with my six-year-old, you know? So, so yeah, it does. It helps to take just the burden and the pressure off of, oh my gosh, I should be doing so much right now. Yes. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that especially as a business owner, because you feel like you're the one running the show. I mean, I'm, I'm a single mom. I'm the only Mm -hmm. one bringing in the money. So there's, I feel like that constant, like low grade anxiety thing running through my life of like, you should be more productive right now. You should be more productive right now. And, but when we actually can let that go, I mean, I just this past weekend, I, I actually like fully let it go for a day. Like I'm not even going to try to be productive for my business on yeah. this past Saturday. And normally I, I, even if I'm like, okay, this is going to be a down day, but I've got this, this one thing I'll try to fit in, you sure. know, it's like there's always that little something, but I fully just said, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to enjoy my kids. I'm going to do stuff around the house. And it was like so rejuvenating to then be able to get back to the hustle when I needed to. Yeah, We've got to allow ourselves to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. And you're not losing. Like that's part of the slowing down to get ahead. Like you're not going to be behind because it's not a race against anybody else. Like you're not racing against the next podcaster or the other bag business, you know, like we're, we're just, we're in our own race and the goal is just to finish and to finish well and yeah, not to win. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Provide for your people, but then beyond that, you know, it doesn't have to be some crazy, ridiculous thing. Well, and I thought, you know, you hit on, you have a chapter, I believe it's about bringing people in as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of Mm -hmm. like knowing when you need extra reinforcements too, which I think are, such a huge thing, especially if you're a business owner, to be able to recognize when you can't do it all yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, and 
the funniest story in that chapter is so I haven't been sewing bags for like five years now I Mm -hmm. I was obviously the only one sewing for a long time and then we started hiring some seamstresses started with one and I saw the difference it made in her life to have a job and I was like oh I want to do this intentionally Yeah. yeah and so I've not been sewing bags for quite a few years and one of our seamstresses went out on maternity leave and I filled in for her um sewing bags and I found out maybe a year or two later that our head seamstress remade every bag <gasps> that I had sewn <laughs> she like didn't want to tell me and so it, but it was this reminder like oh I'm actually not as good at yeah. this this part of the business anymore like there are people who are better than me yeah. and and I think that when we we need to realize like where our limits are and who can we invite in mm-hmm. to run alongside of us and um, work towards the same goal together, and maybe they're going to become better than you, and that yeah. is that is good. That is a good yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being able to capitalize on those strengths of the people around you. Not it's again, it's one of those things that it doesn't have to be a competition. Right, like we can all allow people to be good at what they're good at and when we do that it allows us to have more freedom to not try to be that right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I have people who say to me like why are you good at everything you do and I say, because I only try to do the things I know I'll be good at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. If that's not in my wheelhouse, I'm not going to attempt it because I don't right. want to be bad at it. So I'm going to leave that to the people who can. Yeah. That's why there are shipped shoppers. And that's why yes. there are like um, those boxes, meals in a box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know. I'm like, when as soon as I can afford it, I'm going to hire me a maid. <laughs> yes. I know I'm not good at that, but somebody else, they are, and it is worth my money. And they love to do it. Yes. Yes. That they chose to have that be their business. I know. So like more power to them. And then that frees me up to not be stressed about my house and do what I need to get done. Hypothetically, if I could afford one. I'm pretty and sure. if anyone would be allowed in our homes. Yeah, that's the other thing. Even if we could afford it right now, no one is allowed to come clean your house. You know what, though? I have seen the lady across the street every two weeks, her maid still comes and cleans her house. Really? Yes. Interesting. So I don't know if like she leaves. And so there's like not, I would think still like being in somebody's home, but I don't know for some yeah. reason, it's still considered an essential business. Well, I think it's <laughs> essential. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, I mean, I think that when we can be really honest about how like it, it is okay to allow other people to do things, even if they like you did a good job of sewing bags for the first part of your business, but then realizing like there were other things in your business that were more beneficial for you to be devoting your attention to. And it was okay to turn that over to other people. Right. Like no one else can do certain things. Like think about the vision of the company. No one else can. I do all the social media just because I think it's important for my face to kind of be, people know me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not true for every company. You could hire someone to do social media, but for me and and Better Life Bags, like no one else can run the social media. So I need to free myself up in other areas where someone else can ship product, you know, like that doesn't have to be me. So yeah, thinking through, even with our kids, like what can... I do not have to start the laundry machine. I keep calling it a laundry machine. And honestly, (laughs) Emily just made fun of me for that last week on her podcast, but the washer and dryer, I don't know why I call it a laundry machine. so funny. You know, thinking about that with our kids too, like what are we doing that we don't have to be doing, you know? Um, Yes. That takes a lot of pressure off of, you know, what we have to do every day as moms. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like a lot of us are probably feeling that more in a pandemic too, because Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when I was a homeschooler and the house was in chaos, like all the time because Mm -hmm. they were there all the time. But then I got kind of used to, oh, my kids are in school. I can keep a fairly good rain on my house. Mm -hmm. Then guess what? They're back again. (laughs) And so I feel like we went through like the first month of pandemic, like, 
just drowning. I, I said this whole bit on Instagram, of like, I didn't feel like I needed to just right the ship. I felt like we were the Titanic. And like, <laughs> I was like out floating on a door, like letting go of Jack and just trying to pry a whistle out of a dead guy's mouth. <laughs> Leg down a life raft like somebody please help me because when I am in full stress mode the first thing to go is my house like uh-huh. that is the first thing I just shut down on and it, that's totally counterintuitive because then that makes me more anxious because for the house sure insane but I noticed this past like week and a half where I was like okay like we can't we gotta do something about this and so I was so frustrated because my kids were very resistant they did not want to help and so I felt like I was doing everything but I noticed as I started getting it back on track and like getting it pretty much pulled back together in the evening before everyone went to bed they started noticing Hmm. and when they saw me putting in the effort they were a little bit more like compliant with putting in effort too and then my stinking five-year-old got out the vacuum cleaner and vacuumed the living room the other day and I was like I didn't even know you were capable of that (laughs) why was I not utilizing this skill that you possess (laughs) that is amazing so totally agree with getting our children on board because they really can do more than we give them credit for. They can. And you're right. They will fight at the beginning, but I mean, I'm not above sticker charts and bribing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my oldest is 14. So the sticker charts don't really like hold much water anymore, but it's also like, dude, it's not going to be that many years until you're out on your own like Uh you need to possess these skills in life thank you very much right you need to take a shower without me telling you to like you need to just know that you stink (laughs) yes yes oh my word my 11 year old is the one that is like he's almost 11 and that's that's the rough thing yes that's the same age my oldest is yeah yeah so that's who I'm thinking so by are you saying by the time that he's 14 he will be taking his own showers on his own accord they are more cognizant of it because now they're a little bit more aware of girls okay okay so I think that that helps play into it although in quarantine they don't have any (laughs) contact with the opposite gender which has its benefits sure (laughs) a friend of mine and I were like so when the quarantine is over over, should we just not tell these two right yeah like nobody knows that you yeah. can now see everybody yeah, yeah. like we really like this social distancing between those two <laughs> everyone else that could be over for but you two still have social distancing oh, that's hilarious okay. yeah so but with the 11 year old almost 11 year old like yeah that's that's a rough deal <laughs> like yeah. Hi, no, um, you are capable for sure of taking on more. I know. Yesterday, I think, or this past week, I said tomorrow to my nine and 10 year old. I said tomorrow, I want you to take a shower and you can decide when you do it, but it has to be done tomorrow. And we got to like after dinner time and they still hadn't done it. I was like, guys. This is necessary. I don't care if you're in quarantine. We still have to smell you. Please. Yeah. I was like, he he wore his favorite shirt over yesterday when he came over for his time with me. And I was like, dude, I get you love the shirt, but I will put it in the washing machine right now so that you can have it tomorrow again. But that thing has got to come off your body. You're peeling it off. Yeah, I don't know how many days your favorite shirt has been worn, but it is time. I have that fixed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, so you also have a chapter in the book where you talked about practicing U-turns, which Mm -hmm. I haven't read the chapter yet, Mm -hmm. but I'm assuming this means when we recognize we're not on the right track, like being willing to turn it around. For sure, yes. It... And it goes through a bunch of different things in the business specifically where we've like tried something and we're like, oh, that doesn't work or it doesn't feel right. And not being embarrassed to just turn around and go right, you know, go right back to what you were doing before. Um, And a U-turn, like when we realize we're going the wrong way, 
we don't go back home and start over again. You know, like yeah. we, we just pull a quick U-turn and get back, you know, going on the, on the path that you last knew was right. Yeah. Um, Cause we are, and U-turns aren't failures. Like we are just trying to figure out what God's next step is for us. And sometimes we're going to get it wrong. But, yeah. but are we really getting it wrong? You know, like, was that in God's plan the whole time that we would make that choice and learn that lesson or, or see that, um, see something new about him or ourselves through that wrong, quote unquote, wrong choice. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think specifically in this like pandemic, we've all been pivoting and making yeah. changes like sometimes we choose to make our own U-turns and I think sometimes we are forced to mm -hmm. like the road is closed and you know yeah. it wasn't yesterday or yeah. you know something um where where an outside situation is forcing us to turn around um and just how there's just no dead end like we just keep yeah. going we keep pivoting we keep turning we keep finding the next open road um so yeah that can just apply to so many areas of of yeah. life and parenting and yeah yeah well, I think because so many times we feel like we've made a wrong choice or we failed and then it's just like, well, it's over. Yeah. Like, I guess we just, you, you kind of go into that shutdown mode or you just keep on that negative track because you're like, well, I already made the mistake. So I'm just going to keep going keep down going. that way. Mm -hmm. But to allow ourselves the grace to say like, okay, no, we can, we can halt here and reassess and mm -hmm. and go in a different direction i think that is such a important skill for us to have and sometimes i think it's one of those things that we just don't hone very well until we get a little bit older like uh, yeah. i mm -hmm. my birthday and everything i've been looking back on that a lot like i have i don't know that i was capable in my 20s of making some of the decisions that i'm making in my 30s because sure. i just didn't have that that life experience or maturity or and i'm sure i'll probably be saying the same thing 10 years from now you know like right. oh i couldn't have made those decisions in my 30s that i would make in my 40s you know there's just a certain amount of life experience which if my 20 year old self heard me saying this would i would have like slapped myself I would right have rolled your eyes <laughs> yeah like, oh my whatever God. i so have this but not that I've ever actually talked like that but you know let's, let's <laughs> I mean I just think I I would have been really annoyed with myself but it is true there's a certain mm -hmm. amount of just maturing that happens for sure yep and even when we look back and we're like oh I should have u-turned you know five years ago yeah. I think you're right like it's it's okay. Like you didn't, you didn't fail. Like you're you turning now or you're yeah. correct. You're course correcting. Now you're listening to the Holy spirit when he, when something feels wrong or off or, and you're just trying something, you know, different and new to see, is this like God's path for my life? So, yeah. Yep. And you talk about not being afraid to fail too. Mm -hmm. And how have you seen that play out specifically with your business? So yeah, in the, in the chapter of not being afraid to fail, um, you know, I write about this story about the business, the hardest time that the business walked through um, from my perspective at the time of writing the book. And yeah. now I would say what we're going through right now has been harder than I ever would have imagined mm. when I wrote the book, you know, yeah. and there've been real talks with my um, accountant where he said, you know, I think you should put everyone on unemployment. And like, oh, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Like, I think, I think I can pivot. I think I can, we can try this Avenue. We can try making masks. Like let, let me oh, see yeah. how many times we can pivot, even though we can't make bags right now and see how far we can go with continuing to pay everyone their normal salaries. So you guys yeah. can't even make bags at all. Right. Yeah. Whoa. So like you can't send a machine home with somebody or like what, what made that collapse for you guys? Yeah. So it started with the stay at home order, which um, at first we interpreted the way the governor had written it. It sounded like exactly like you said, we can send every, a lot of people work from home yeah. anyway. Yeah. 
So it sounded like we could have one or two people go in and facilitate work at home. That was written in her order. And so I'm like, okay, good. We can keep going. Um, But then the more she was talking, she kept saying, if your business does not sustain life, you must close. You must not continue working. I was like, oh, well. That's insane. Bags don't really like sustain life. But we sustain my life. (laughs) I think so. I mean, I think they're pretty essential. Although I haven't carried a purse. Yeah, no, I haven't. So we closed because we just felt like that was the the honest thing to do. Wow. But um, then it, it got it goes even further. Like we can't get any leather in from Italy. Italy's oh, completely shut down. Yeah. So they're not shipping anything. They can't make anything. So even if we could continue to make bags, there would become a point where we no longer can get supplies to make bags. So yeah. it's just a really interesting like, oh, we'll try this. Oh, but then I can't get this. Oh, but you know, like just a real interesting time. Um, And so I've had lots of thoughts, like even in that story that I wrote in the book, we had a really, really hard year, like really hard year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, is this, is this the end? And like, even now there's been moments where like my accountant is saying, like, I think you need to lay everyone off. I'm like, God, is this, is this how you want it to end? Like, is this how it ends? And if it ends this way or any way, will well, we have failed. Like, is it a big F on the top of our paper? Yeah. And I don't think that's the case for anything. No, no matter if a marriage ends or if someone's life ends, you know, in a way that was tragic. It doesn't mean like, well, you didn't make it. Like you failed. I think there was so much that happened along the journey of that business or the, the marriage and the life where, there were so many wins and there were so many times that, you know, we drew close to God and God drew close to us. And um, so seeing it less is like a black and white, I guess, like mm-hmm. a, a, a fail or win. It's more just, it's a journey. And um, we don't see all of the, the, even all of the wins, you know, we don't yeah. get to see how if if my business did end now i don't necessarily get to see where all my employees go next and like maybe what they learned here at better life bags is really going to propel them for their next job you know or something that they it just elevates them to that next level for their next job so yeah we just we don't know we don't know and it's never a failure that's such a great way to look at it such a gracious way and and keeping in mind that God has that bigger picture that it can be so frustrating that we don't see, mm-hmm. but but a lot of times that's probably for our good. And, yeah, and I hope yeah. we do get to see it someday. I hope that's yeah. like part of heaven where you're like, yeah. you know, you get to yeah. sit in a movie theater and just see. <laughs> remember when you made this choice? Well, here's all the things that have you know. Yeah, yeah, that we're able to flourish because of that. That's pretty Mm -hmm. amazing. So what does life look like for you now in a typical day format compared to what it did before the pandemic? Yeah, so different. And it, and so it changed so fast. And yeah. like- <laughs> oh, I, I was just sitting with my parents the other day because we, we still see them. I know so bad, but it's okay. <laughs> my dad's a bus driver. So it's like, I feel like we're the least threat to him. Possible. Right. Yeah. And so we were with them and we we're like, can you even believe that like the schools shut down? Like, that is insane. Like even just that one piece of this, it's crazy. That That's I, and, when I knew yeah. like, oh, this is big. Like when the yeah. schools shut down, you're like, oh, this is not the flu. Like, yeah. Is- <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, before seven weeks ago, my kids, my older three were going to public school. We, this was our first year back to public school since we homeschooled for two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was like, and I'm now we will go to school and I yeah. will have, and then, yeah, now we're back. But yeah. um, I had a nice five months of that. Yep. And so the older three are in school. And then we had a nanny three days a week who came to be with my one-year-old. So I would go into the workshop three days a week. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so now everything's at home. Kids are at home. My work is at home. Um, we try to do school in the morning. We try to get it done by Gavin's nap, my one-year-old, and then the kids get screen time and I get work time. 
the afternoon we try to spend outside if it's not snowing or raining (laughs) (laughs) which is like another like interesting like why couldn't this have been in the summer in Michigan but we're getting there we're almost there yeah um and and yeah then I work again when the kids go to bed at the end of the day so so it's it's everything you know before I'm still working out this thought but we used to say, oh, we don't do it all. You know, like when people are like, you do it all. We're like, no, yeah. I don't. I have a nanny and the kids go to school, but I'm like, now I do it all. I do it yeah. all. Like, <laughs> I clean my own toilets. I'm making yes. dinner. Like, yeah, I'm, totally. yeah, you're right. I do do it all. <laughs> yep. I'm stinking amazing because I've got all these plates in the air. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> yes. Like, when is it over? I want my life back. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's a little sneak peek on, on yeah. it. But mm-hmm. that's good. So even in this madness, are you finding any little way to cultivate loveliness in your life or cling to like those those little things that make it all a little bit more tolerable? Mm, yes. Yeah. So one of my I feel like everyone needs to go purchase one of these on Amazon if you don't already have one, is a hammock for your backyard or like a swinging chair of some sort. I feel like sitting in that, sitting in it and just the act of swinging and relaxing and closing my eyes has been so lovely. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. It's just been so relaxing and um, the kids and I will snuggle in. You know, it's just been a really fun backyard addition to to quarantine so if you have any or even inside your house somewhere hook up up a hammock yeah there was somebody I saw the other day and they're like frantic quarantine purchase and they bought three for their kids like everybody gets a hammock (laughs) no cuddling don't get in my hammock yeah (laughs) exactly social distancing get your own hammock Yeah. yeah that's so funny well I'll say like one of the little things I'm doing obviously it's my birthday but we decided to like let's get fancy today there's no reason to be fancy in quarantine like we're all pretty you know living our best yoga pants life life yeah point, but my friends said like we want you to have a fun spring like fancy dress for your birthday that you would not normally wear you wouldn't just like wear it for no reason we want you to get dressed up and so they bought me this beautiful dress and I get to wear it today with fun shoes and my girls are wearing like these goofy you know like over-the-top dresses that they wanted to wear and it just feels like something special even in the midst of this like isolation and we don't really have much motivation to get all dolled up but it's been really fun today to be like okay I I am going to be fancy even if it's just for this oh that's really fun I love that I love that you're doing it with friends Yes. Well, and we're like recruiting everybody to be on Instagram and like, come on, everybody. Because as my birthday was coming, I realized there are a zillion spring birthdays, like everybody and their brother. And so we need to, we all need to like celebrate a little bit and have some fun. So a bunch of the ladies in Patreon and people on Instagram are all getting dressed up and eating chocolate and having dance parties. And it's going to be a good day. Yeah. So fun. That's so fun. I love it. Okay, Rebecca, are you ready for my stock questions? Yes. Okay. Candles? I'm excited. About I know. These, they're, in, they're intense. <laughs> Candles or essential oil diffuser? Candles. All right. I know that's probably not the right answer, but. No, there's no <laughs> right answer. <laughs> I use both. So, okay, cloth napkins or paper? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I just bought some cloth napkins, but I don't think I love them. I don't think I love them. Yeah. But I'm going to give them another try. When I washed them, they became so wrinkled that I now have to iron them. And I'm like, this is not, this is not okay. Yeah. Not worth it. So I think I maybe have the wrong material of napkin. So I'm going to give it another shot. All right. Well, it was, you, you're putting in the effort. So (laughs) yeah. City or country. Oh, these are hard. I know. I live in the city and I love it. Um, I'm going to say city. Okay. Paper or digital? Digital. Okay. Shopping. As if there was a choice, would you rather do it online or in the store? Online. Okay. 
it's four o'clock or whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Mackenzie, these are impossibly hard. I want I to know. explain all my decisions, all my like answers. Explain answer. away, explain away. It really depends on the day. If yeah. I've had too much talking in my ear, then I definitely choose music. Yeah. But I love podcasts too. Okay. Um, and I, I choose podcasts more than music, I will say. Okay. So what are some of your favorite podcasts? Oh man. Okay. Let me pull out my podcast list. I love Annie Downs. Mm -hmm. um, that sounds fun podcast. I have a bunch on here about business. I love listening to business podcasts. Um, I love 10 things to tell you. Yeah. Um, Young House Love. Do you listen to their podcast? I haven't. It's about home decor, like home decor oh, and renovations. That's fun. Um, I like crime podcasts. Okay. <laughs> so like crime junkie and yeah. So I love, I love a good mix. Yes. All right. That was a good list. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Milk. So easy. Easiest oh. one you've done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the one I most disagree with you on. <laughs> okay. Sports or no sports? No sports. As if there were sports. Right. There are no sports. <laughs> there are no sports. We won. Yes. There are no sports. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You mean like be on something where yeah. I'm talking? Oh, yeah. I would much rather watch. Yes. 100%. Okay. Okay. Do you know what your Enneagram number is? This is not typically... I'm pretty question. sure I'm a six. Okay. All right. I can see that. Okay. Favorite movie. What is it? You're I really literally don't have any answers. <laughs> what did you say? You're really loving me with these questions. <laughs> I was excited about them and now they're, I'm sweating. <laughs> I can't think of a movie. I can't think of the last time I've watched a movie. Oh my word. That's I watch a lot of TV shows. Okay, those have become TV show. I mean, I love a million little things. Yes, I love I, This yeah. Is Us, Parenthood. Um, I think since having children, our TV shows have taken the place of movies for me because they're shorter. Yeah. Um. So, like at the end of a long day, I can do like a forty-minute TV show, but I can't do a two-hour movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I could see that. So, okay. Last question. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where are you on the spectrum? I am probably a three or a four. Okay. But I wish that I... I wish that I was more crunchy, but I also judge people who are more crunchy than me. <laughs> I don't know like where that plays into my number. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. I have not had somebody say that before. You judge the crunchier people that. But also wish that you could do that. like also wish that you could be who you're judging. <laughs> that is so funny. It's like fully admitting that high school thing of like, oh, I hate her because of whatever. And then it's right. like, I, that. <laughs> I think that's the way I feel about Anne Hathaway. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I dislike you because I want your life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. So, well, I'm very honest. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Those make the best podcast guests. So thank you so much for coming on. This is fun. It was so great. I wish you the best of luck with the business. Thank people you. Buy whatever you can. That's still what what do you have available that people can buy right now? I mean, the fun thing is we've shifted to uh, like having a boutique. So we have a Better Life boutique section of the website where we have been wholesaling other handmade local artists, fair trade companies, jewelry, oh, awesome. linens, and that's been really, really fun to buy for too. You know? I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, we have a a full on boutique going on right now. And hopefully by the time this airs we're back to making bags too yes be my so, 
everybody get over there support better life bags you know what is it that holiday for us that's coming mother's day that's what it's called (laughs) stuff for your people because we want to support you and hope that everything gets back to normal soon and go buy your book people can get it right now get it pre-order it i can't remember when this is coming out so may 19th okay so our yeah our episode is going to be coming out right around then so everybody get your pre-orders in get the book ordered because it's a good one all right thank you so much for coming on today rebecca it was so much fun thanks mackenzie and happy birthday no thank you As always, I hope you ladies were really blessed by that episode. You can head over to boldturquoise.com slash 168 to be able to get any of the show notes from today's show. You should also be able to just swipe up in whatever app that you are using to listen to the show and be able to see show notes there. Of course, if you head over to cultivatingthelovely.com, you will also be able to find our links to Amazon. If you're doing any purchasing through Amazon, we would love if you would just use our little affiliate link. It won't cost you a dime more, but Amazon will give us a little bit of commission for you going through our link which is always very helpful like i said if you are interested in sponsoring the show we would love to hear from you just find me on instagram at mackenzie Kappa. send me a quick message and i would love to get in touch with you and send you our media kit and while you're messing around online if you wanted to head over to itunes and leave our podcast a rating and review that makes a really big difference for getting our show out there we also love when you share the show on social media and you tag me at mackenzie Kappa. it makes a huge difference for people who are new finding the show, finding our community, and being able to continue to build things and offer you new content and great guests and all of that fun stuff. So be sure to share about the show if there happens to be something that you really like or that really touches you. We would also just love to hear about it. So we want to know what you like about Cultivating the Lovely, what is impacting you, what is helpful to you. Those are really helpful things for us being able to shape the way the show and the community are moving forward in the future. All right, that's it for this week's episode. Until next Next week, ladies, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.